Faith, Hope and Love, Episode 344, The Baptism of Our Lord, Year C. In Luke's Gospel, the voice of the Father is heard not when Jesus was being baptised, or even as he was arising from the waters. In Luke's Gospel, the voice of the Father is heard afterwards, when Jesus is praying. In fact, in Luke's Gospel, this happens at key moments when the true identity of Christ is revealed, that Jesus is shown to be praying. We witness it here today in the Gospel as he prays after his baptism and again at the Transfiguration and later even the Apostles too receive the Holy Spirit when gathered in prayer at Pentecost. In prayer, Christ's identity is revealed to us as the beloved Son of the Father. For us, his disciples, prayer renews and connects us to God and is an affirmation and renewal of our baptismal identity as beloved sons and daughters of God. And we're strengthened to undertake our ministry in the power of the Holy Spirit. One scripture commentator says in relation to the gospel today, we're told that God tears apart the heavens to lavish praise on his son. This is praise on a son who up to that point had yet to accomplish much of anything. It must have been indescribably affirming and motivating for Jesus as he was just about to begin his most challenging and self-emptying ministry. Although Jesus is, of course, God, he was also fully human. And as a human, he was in need of encouragement and affirmation and strength from his beloved Father in heaven, and who happened to be the Father of all things. Jesus was now officially commissioned in his earthly ministry, by none less than God the Heavenly Father, commissioned for this incredibly difficult ministry. And our Lord was absolutely assured from the outset of the love and confidence his Father had for him. And so he could begin his ministry confident that the Father was completely pleased with him and 100% behind him and behind everything he was doing. It's a timely reminder that sincere and constructive affirmation and encouragement is an important human need. We live in a culture where it seems easier to voice criticism than to give compliments. For some, if they're not happy with something, criticism often occurs. But if they're not unhappy with something, it's not so much praise that follows, but silence. So we live in a world that could drive us mad, where there's either too often criticism or else silence. For people who live without affirmation, who live with constant criticism, they get the powerful message really quickly that anything they do is never going to be good enough. And we know there's a difference too between mere compliments and affirmation. Sometimes a compliment is even something not really accurate, but just something someone says to be so-called nice. But an affirmation confirms what one truly sees and experiences. An affirmation is telling someone an encouraging truth. For a person who gets false praise, they rely on what's said and it misleads them about how they're really doing or how they may actually be affecting others. That's not helpful. And then there are those who get good, positive feedback and affirmation. Even when setbacks and occasional mistakes or failures come their way, they've developed resilience. They're not defeated because they believe in the inner value and strength of their own worth that's really there, and they persevere through any struggles or challenges or obstacles. Our baptism is intended to give us affirmation 
and claim us as Christ's children to have real, permanent and practical effect in our lives. Our baptism truly echoes Jesus' action in the Jordan. It's a huge yes by us. We're saying yes, we too want to share in Christ's life. Yes, we want to truly immerse ourselves in the values and movement towards God that the good news embodies. Yes, we want to be united with Jesus, who is utterly committed to the establishment of God's kingdom in all its fullness. And we too say, yes, we do understand the necessity of the cross in our lives, which is the unavoidable cost of that commitment. There's always going to be a worthwhile cost, and there's always going to be the reality of suffering in any true love that serves and gives completely. Love that suffers, actions that give completely of oneself, are founded firmly in Christ, and we're happy to give them despite the difficulties. Baptism into Christ is an infinitely more profound action than what was done by people such as John the Baptist and his disciples. Although it was a powerful forerunner to Christ's action, John's baptism was a sign of conversion and a sign of commitment to God's values, and also for those needing it, a repentance of sin. Those baptisms were powerful but symbolic. They were repeatable. But baptism into Jesus, we understand, that's once and for all. We are grafted into the life of Christ, the life of God. Jesus made holy the waters of baptism by investing this beautiful action with his very self and everything he stands for. Let's ask our Lord to keep us committed to his vision of the kingdom in all ways and at all times in thought, word, and deed. This is Faith, Hope, and Love. When I was a child My youthful heart when it was running wild But wiser now I will rest those ways Though somehow a part That's lighter than the words of you Not resentful But gaining joy in truth For faith, hope and love abide And the greatest one is love Faith, hope and love All of these abide All things, all enduring love. 
After the Lord was baptized, the heavens were opened, and the Spirit descended upon him like a dove, and a voice from the Father thundered, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Hello everyone and peace and joy to you all. Coming together as brothers and sisters in Christ, let's pause and reflect upon our sins in order to celebrate the Holy Eucharist. Lord Jesus, you healed the sick. Lord, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you forgave sinners. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you give us yourself to heal us and bring us strength. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us. Forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Let us pray as beloved children of God by adoption. Almighty ever-living God, who when Christ had been baptised in the river Jordan, and as the Holy Spirit descended upon him, solemnly declared him your beloved Son, grant that your children by adoption, reborn of water and the Holy Spirit, may always be well-pleasing to you. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. 
comfort, O comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she has served her term, that her penalty is paid, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries out, In the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all people shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings. Lift it up, do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, Here is your God. See, the Lord God comes with might, and his arm rules for him. His reward is with him, and his recompense before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms, and carry them in his bosom, and gently lead the mother sheep. The Word of the Lord O oh, bless the Lord my soul. Lord God, how great you are, clothed in majesty and glory, wrapped in light as in a robe. You stretch out the heavens like a tent. Above the range you build your dwelling. You make the clouds your chariot. You walk on the wings of the wind. You make the winds your messenger and flashing fire your servants. How many are your works, O Lord? In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your riches. There is the sea vast and wide, with its moving swarms past counting, living things great and small. All of these look to you to give them their food in due season. You give it, they gather it up. You open your hand, they have their fill. You take back your spirit, they die, returning to the dust from which they came. You send forth your spirit, they are created, and you renew the face of the earth. Oh, bless the Lord, my soul. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to Titus. Beloved, the grace of God has appeared bringing salvation to all, training us to renounce impiety and worldly passions, and in the present age to live lives that are self-controlled, upright and godly, while we wait for the blessed hope and the manifestation of the glory of our great God and Saviour, Jesus Christ. He it is who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity 
and purify for himself a people of his own who are zealous for good deeds. For when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Saviour appeared, he saved us, not because of any works of righteousness that we had done, but according to his mercy, through the water of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. This Spirit he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Saviour, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. The Word of the Lord. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. John said, He who is to come is mightier than I. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. As the people were filled with expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Now when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord I've only recently come to appreciate how often we priests are connected to important beginnings in people's lives. With the many baptisms we're asked to celebrate, we come to be part of those times when people like to commemorate these times with a sense of occasion. Relatives are called in, photographers hired, solemn words are spoken, music is played, and there's an atmosphere of rejoicing, a real celebration. But a celebration of what? By far the most popular sacrament we priests get to celebrate is baptism. There's so much to anticipate. What will this child become? Will they be talented in arts or sport? Will they grow to have great influence on the world? Or will they become wonderful parents themselves, passing on a faith tradition to their own children? While it may be a joyous anticipation, it's also probably the most misunderstood sacrament of all. I sometimes hear phrases from parents like, we must get the children done, or even dunked. New parents are so overcome with the wonder of their new arrival that they're often too busy to take in what is being celebrated. There's so much that we would hope that we might understand about the sacrament. But the time is over. The moment for teaching and learning has passed, and they've moved on to the next big event. At baptism, we are formally welcomed and named in the context of the family of God's people. 
the child is introduced to the community, who is to journey with them and assist them as they grow to maturity. At baptism, our bodies are anointed with two different oils, one as a sign of protection, the other as a commissioning for future responsibilities. And sadly, some people feel that the sacrament of baptism is simply a pleasant ritual that publicly acknowledges the birth of a child. They see it as purely symbolic. Many parents see baptism as an end rather than a beginning, leaving their child to find their own spiritual way in a world of many contrary values, hoping that their child may pick up some understanding of God along the way. Baptism, therefore, is not simply acknowledging this new relationship with God and the baptized, but it's also an acceptance of a participation in the mission of the people of God. We hear that Jesus spent almost 30 years preparing for his baptism, growing in his understanding of what was being asked of him, being prepared by his parents to take on duties befitting the Son of God. When we welcome the newly baptized, we call them children of God, just like Jesus. Why is our responsibility any less onerous? After his baptism, Jesus became widely known as a wandering preacher with a unique prophetic mission. Clearly, something happened when Jesus was with John. He underwent a change that gave his life new direction. John the baptizer was integral in this bringing forth of Jesus. We also hear that after his baptism, Jesus was at prayer. And then the heavens opened as a sign that the Spirit was descending upon the man Jesus. Luke now celebrates this time when God no longer holds back and lets the world know that his son is now ready for his public ministry. He is anointed for his prophetic mission by the Holy Spirit, the great enabler, who helps people achieve God's plan. So Jesus is not alone when he makes his great beginning. He begins his journey in the power of the Spirit and the love of the Father. Now as we look at Jesus' public beginning, we should look again at our own beginnings. If some of them look a bit shabby and half-hearted, we can take consolation from the gospel that the challenge can begin again for us. This is an appropriate time to see how well we have responded to our call. Have we played an active part in proclaiming the good news, or have we been content to let others do while we simply listen? Cardinal Newman once said that he feared nothing would change for most Christians, if we found out Christ was a fable. So it's therefore sensible to ask, has our life changed for the better, been more fulfilled because of our baptism? Is our life with Christ a gift or a burden? The Apostles' Creed I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ his only Son our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. 
I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. We come before God, who gives us the gift of faith in baptism. For the baptized people of God, that we may be true to the promises of our baptism. In faith we pray. For all people, that the good news will be proclaimed to the ends of the earth. In faith we pray. For the poor of the world, that they will realise that they are God's beloved. In faith we pray. For all of us gathered here, that the Holy Spirit will take hold of us and guide us. In faith we pray. For the dead who await purification, that they may see God's glory, especially those for whom we now pray. In faith we pray. God, we see your glory in the baptism of your only beloved Son. We ask you to hear our prayers and the prayers of those chosen to be your family. We ask this confidently through Christ our Lord. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. With humble and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at our hands for the praise and glory of his name for our good and the good of all his holy church. Accept, O Lord, the offerings we have brought to honour the revealing of your beloved Son, so that the oblation of your faithful may be transformed into the sacrifice of him who willed in his compassion to wash away the sins of the world, 
who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Preface of the Baptism of the Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For in the waters of the Jordan you revealed with signs and wonders a new baptism, so that through the voice that came down from heaven we might come to believe in your word dwelling among us. And by the Spirit's descending in the likeness of a dove, we might know that Christ, your servant, has been anointed with the oil of gladness and sent to bring the good news to the poor. And so with the powers of heaven we worship you constantly on earth, and before your majesty without end we acclaim, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. To you, therefore, most merciful Father, we make humble prayer and petition through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, that you accept and bless these gifts, these offerings, these holy and unblemished sacrifices, which we offer you firstly for your holy Catholic Church. Be pleased to grant her peace, to guard, unite and govern her throughout the whole world together with your servant Francis, our Pope, and Mark, our Bishop, and his assistant Ken, and all those who, holding to the truth, hand on the Catholic and apostolic faith. Remember, Lord, your servants. And all gathered here, whose faith and devotion are known to you. For them we offer you this sacrifice of praise, or they offer it for themselves and all those who are dear to them, for the redemption of their souls, in hope of health and well-being, and paying their homage to you, the eternal God, living and true. In communion with those whose memory we venerate, especially the glorious ever-Virgin Mary, Mother of God, and our Lord Jesus Christ, and blessed Joseph, her spouse, your blessed apostles and martyrs, Peter and Paul, Andrew, James, John, Thomas, James, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Simon and Jude, Linus, Cletus, Clement, Sixtus, Cornelius, Cyprian, Lawrence, Chrysogenus, John and Paul, Cosmas and Damian, and all your saints. We ask that through their merits and prayers, in all things, we may be defended by your protecting help. Therefore, Lord, we pray, graciously accept the oblation of our service, that of your whole family. Order our days in your peace and command that we be delivered from eternal damnation and counted among the flock of those you have chosen. Be pleased, O God, we pray, to bless, acknowledge, and approve this offering in every respect. Make it spiritual and acceptable, so that it may become for us the body and blood of your most beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. On the day before he was to suffer, he took bread in his holy and venerable hands, and with eyes raised to heaven, to you, O God, his Almighty Father. Giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you.
In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took this precious chalice in his holy and venerable hands. And once more giving you thanks, he said the blessing, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the blessed Passion, the resurrection from the dead, and the glorious ascension into heaven of Christ your Son, our Lord, we, your servants and your holy people, offer to your glorious majesty, from the gifts that you have given us, this pure victim, this holy victim, this spotless victim, the holy bread of eternal life and the chalice of everlasting salvation. Be pleased to look upon these offerings with a serene and kindly countenance, and to accept them as once you were pleased to accept the gifts of your servant Abel the just, the sacrifice of Abraham our father in faith, and the offering of your high priest Melchizedek, a holy sacrifice, a spotless victim. In humble prayer we ask you, Almighty God, command that these gifts be borne by the hands of your holy angel to your altar on high in the sight of your divine majesty, so that all of us who through this participation at the altar receive the most holy body and blood of your Son may be filled with every grace and heavenly blessing. Remember also, Lord, your servants who have gone before us with the sign of faith and rest in the sleep of peace. Grant them, O Lord, we pray, and all who sleep in Christ a place of refreshment, light, and peace. To us also, your servants, who, though sinners, hope in your abundant mercies, graciously grant some share and fellowship with your holy apostles and martyrs, with John the Baptist, Stephen, Matthias, Barnabas, Ignatius, Alexander, Marcellinus, Peter, Felicity, Perpetua, Agatha, Lucy, Agnes, Cecilia, Anastasia, and all your saints. Admit us, we beseech you, into their company, not weighing our merits, but granting us your pardon through Christ our Lord, through whom you continue to make all these good things, O Lord. You sanctify them, fill them with life, bless them, and bestow them upon us. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. 
graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. May the mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. May the receiving of your body and blood, Lord Jesus Christ, not bring me to judgment and condemnation, but through your loving mercy, be for me protection in mind and body and a healing remedy. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen. Behold the one of whom John said, I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. A prayer for spiritual communion in union with all who are unable to physically receive communion at this time. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the blessed sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already here, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Body of Christ. Amen. The Blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection.
What has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. Nourished with these sacred gifts, we humbly entreat your mercy, O Lord, that faithfully listening to your only begotten Son, we may be your children in name and in truth. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Many thanks everyone for participating in this time of praise and reflection on God's Word and on the sacrament of our Lord. I hope you have a wonderful week. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Faith, Hope and Love, Christian Worship and Reflection, led by Rev. Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants, the Roman Missal, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English and the Liturgy. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009, the NCC USA. Psalms, 1963 and 2009, The Grail, Collins Publishers. Prayers of the Faithful, Together We Pray, by Robert Borg, E.J. Dwyer Publishers, 1993, Sydney, Australia. Sung Mass in Honour of St. Ralph Sherwin, by Jeffrey M. Ostrovsky, The Gloria, copyright 2011, ccwatershed.org. Faith, Hope and Love theme hymn in memory of William John Kelly, inspired by 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13. Music by Paul W. Kelly, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stefan Kelp, 2019. Quiet Time Instrumental Reflection Music, written by Paul W. Kelly, 1988-2007, and this arrangement, Stephen Kelp, 2020. Today I Arise, Patricia J. Kelly, original words and music by Paul W. Kelly, inspired by St. Patrick's Prayer, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stephen Kelp, 2019. Production by K.E.R. May God bless and keep you. Today I arise with love from on high, the name of the three in